0: Welcome, everybody, to Bible on the Rocks. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the parable of the shrewd manager from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 16, verses 1 through 15. As a general disclaimer, the views and opinions shared are those of the participants only and do not necessarily reflect those of any Christian denomination, nor do they reflect those of any of our sponsors. So sit back and enjoy as we explore the Bible with Bible on the Rocks. My name is Jeremy Spittle and I am drinking Angel's Envy Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey finished in port wine barrels provided by my father-in-law Bernard Ellis.
1: Mm. Feel the burn. Mm. Nice. I remember that last I'm. time and it was delicious. I'm I'm a- really again stuff. asking for mm. your liquor. <laughs> oh yeah, forget
2: about that. <laughs> The Bernie Bernie Sanders were I'm again asking for your support.
0: No. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I, I'm not familiar. <laughs> All right, let's cut that. Millennials are good. <laughs>
2: right. That's true. Yeah. So do you want, should be safe? Do you want then? your shivus? No, no, no. You Bernard Ellis? Over
3: here. I'll save it for next time. Thank you, Bernard. My name is Eric. I got some Aldi brand Sprite. <gasps> nah, no, no. no. right, I'm good. Uh, My name is Eric, and uh, I had a woodchuck hard cider. Awesome. Provided to me by
1: a real good dude. Noise. I am Josh Perius and I am drinking Jameson Irish whiskey on the mm-hmm. rocks because it's St. Patrick's Day week for me.
3: Even though In the canceling. beginning
1: of my holiday, St. Patrick's
3: Day is canceled, bro. Uh,
1: just the uh, <laughs> parades. Uh, Molly's is still open, and I'm for going there all day. No, they sent out a thing. They sent out an I saw an them post. You I saw the that? post, yeah, yeah. but
3: that's only until somebody actually shows up that's got coronavirus, and then they
1: shut the whole thing down. I'm going to be there. I don't care what happens. Is it March 19th? 17th. 17th. It'll be this Tuesday. I'll that's be there plain. from 10 a.m. until someone drags me out. So if anyone wants to come by and hang out, I'll be there. I feel like I should clarify that this episode will come out in like a month and a half. Yes. <laughs> Ignore all that. But <laughs> no, sorry. But it'll be good. To reach back to St. Patrick's Day and fun yeah. times. And you're wearing right. black today. You're yeah, like I'm wearing you're black like today. Johnny Cash. Yeah, that's right. It's slimming.
0: <laughs> For some,
1: oh
0: <laughs>
2: man! Not going to tell
1: you. Should, it take it me should
0: see
3: me without it? But I can tell you've been working out. I can tell you've been working out.
1: <laughs> I went on two runs, and I thought, "Here we go." Two days in a row, I ran. I am now running. I'm a I'm a guy who runs I'm, every day. You're a runner, and now it's five days later. I'm like, "Shit, I need to run again." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm Brett
2: Hinky. I'm drinking. Angel's Envy. Thank you, Bernard Ellis. And if you're listening to this episode and you'd like to send us alcohol. Are if you, you allowed to
3: ship liquor?
1: Uh, Ooh, Necro- are you allowed you? To... Well, I mean, they can contact. Uh, yeah. You can liquor ship. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> um, you know what you do is you hire a truck. Hire a truck driver named Snowman. Mm. Then you have somebody in Trans Am, run interference, mm-hmm. and they ship your liquor cross country. Some or
0: you could go with Large Marge. No, that was a cannonball
3: run. Sorry, that was it? Right? A... No, no, no.
0: Another no. Burt Reynolds movie. I went with Pee Wee
2: Herman.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Tell him <them> Large Marge. <laughs> <laughs> That's best. No, and you're, Roscoe you're, P. not, not Cannonball. Roscoe, Roscoe
3: Roscoe P. Coltrane. In the other no, one, no, right uh, Duke's Hazard. Yeah, smoky, smoking the bandit. Yeah, the there you go, smoking the bandit. All right, that's so, where my some bitch came from. That's smoking the bandit. Yeah, no, that's, the, the sheriff the sheriff in smoking the bandit says some bitch. Summer, summer bitch, <laughs> summer, <laughs> summer bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of y'all said so? it's overnunciator? Queen's over there.
0: bitch. That's right,
3: mayonnaise. Give me some mayonnaise, some of a
2: bitch,
0: <laughs> and
2: I'm I'm your storyteller tonight. And uh, the passage we're using is Luke 16 verses one through fifteen. Mm. Yes, the parable of the shrewd manager, mm. also known as sometimes called the dishonest manager. Yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes called the penitent
0: steward. Oh,
3: uh, hmm. forget what it's called. Like, like in uh, Lord of the Rings.
0: Also, Is the it? the crooked manager. <laughs> oh, really? Crooked. I haven't yeah. heard that manager. before. Crooked. The manager. story of the crooked manager. Crooked the crooked manager. manager. Crooked. The crooked manager. Manager. Not the crooked manager. member. No, crooked no, manager. crooked manager. Yeah.
2: All right. So uh, <laughs> I'll go ahead and <laughs> take a deep. <gasps> breath. It's <getting> out here. <laughs> take a deep. <laughs> crack that window. Take a deep breath, and I will uh, tell our
3: story. I want, to hit you, I want to see you hit that angel's hair. Envy. This envy. is not pasta, dude. My it's man. not pasta. Doll hairs, mean doll we're the, hairs.
1: We're the envy of angels because we is it? get this in. It's plenty watered down now. It's good.
3: Would you like some? No, no, no.
2: I no. like a little melt because Me too. if you don't have a little melt, Basically, you're getting kind of all, all the alcohol, mm-hmm. so you get a little bit of water, a little bit of melt in there, and then mm-hmm. you get going to get the flavor of the, mm-hmm. of the So with whiskey, I agree.
0: there is uh, science behind the difference between having it neat and with like one ice cube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It changes the chemistry. I do mm-hmm. like It makes it taste better. One ice cube needs. is
3: the ideal. Unless you prefer it neat.
1: True. No. You know it's interesting for me. I you feel can't, like
3: you can't scientifically objectively prove which one tastes better. The I can, taste is subjective.
1: I can drink like f- no, 4 or 5 false like <laughs> bears beats battleship galactic glasses of whiskey on the rocks. Yeah. And be okay. Yeah. Like one neat whiskey and I'm like gone. Like a shot of whiskey? Yeah. Like just the extra bite of that like not tempered at all. Like hits me like twice as much as just goes
2: quick, yeah. Even though mm. it's
1: like the same amount of alcohol in the same amount of time, just the difference of kind of the way it goes down. So yeah. I yeah, but it's learned alcohol about alcohol plus. Yeah,
3: it's the same amount of alcohol, but it's plus the water that you put in it, right? But Ooh. the water
1: like eases it and changes how I absorb it for some reason. No, no but he's
2: saying he's saying you're having water with the alcohol, so the water is good is for
1: what, you. It's, it's that not water's what's keeping you from getting dehydrated. Me, no. But I mean, it's just a couple ice cubes. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. I, so the, how many ice cubes matter? Mm-hmm. A lot. So that's a good point. Maybe it is just that. Just I maybe mean, if I just had a glass of water with the with a shot, I'd be all right. Mm-hmm. So what's our story anyway? So
2: it's the parable of the shrewd manager. So here's what's going on. Jesus is using parables to teach. Now, if you're not familiar, with what a parable is. And Eric, you might not know what a parable is, so I'll explain it. I
3: was getting ready to ask, what's a parable?
2: So it's kind of like a word picture.
3: Mm, like a uh, a simile or a metaphor?
2: Maybe. I don't know. Can you give me an example of isn't a simile? A simile. simile is
1: like her ass.
2: <laughs> like her ass? Sounds pretty good, then.
1: A simile would be, um, I uh, I flew through the air like a bird. Okay. Or um, I flew through the air like a bird is a metaphor because there's no like or ass.
3: No, you said like a bird. So it was a simile. Oh, (laughs) I was a
1: bird. Sorry, I was a bird flying through the air. So then it's a metaphor.
3: Sometimes. Or like
1: like I told a story as
0: if words were flowing like water from my mouth. That's a simile. That's a simile because you said like.
1: Yeah. Uh Sorry. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) It's hard to to intentionally do a I am a roaring lion. There you go. That's Uh-oh. a
3: nice metaphor. I a am
1: metaphor.
3: a bull in a china shop.
1: Yeah.
0: You know the Mythbusters tried that?
3: A bull in a china shop? Yeah. Did they really?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know what the bull did? Didn't break a single thing. Really? Nuh-uh. Yeah. What did it do? Did they forget to the shock it? Nothing.
3: <laughs> <They figured laughs> did it it, it wandered
0: balls. around the it china it shop and balls. didn't break a single plate. Uh, did, they, did
2: they wave a red a uh, little flag in front of it? I don't remember. Did you they know, try stabbing it with blind. spears like they do when have, they
3: bullfight? I have a friend who... You do not. Yeah, I do too. I got a couple of them. Uh, I have that a says bull, in Canada. <laughs> that says bull in a china cabinet. And the first no. time I heard it, yeah, I swear, the first time I heard it, I was like, you mean a china shop? And they were like, No. Who says that? That's a chi- in a china hutch or a cabinet or something. China I like, hutch. I was like, a bull can't fit in that. And she was like, that's the point. It would destroy the cabinet. And I was like, ah. i like, I don't think that's how it works. Still works. I mean, it does work, but I think it's wrong.
0: Yeah, still is a
3: metaphor. Mm. Not so, if they, yes. Not so. If they said like a bull <laughs> a
2: china shop, then it's a simile. So, so a parable parable is a manner of teaching, so using a, a word like a, picture, a story that helps you remember the mm-hmm. lesson.
0: That was different a
1: different than like a allegory. Like allegory no, no, um, allegory is a galley, like a moral lesson. Right. So uh like the fairy tale,
2: like the grim grim tales. Yeah, stuff like that. So it teaches a, a moral lesson, yeah, for sure.
3: Aesop's fables?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I are would allegory? say allegory <laughs> or are I they
3: parabolic? Uh, like maybe a, both. Like Can it curve? be both? That, <laughs>
0: anyway. That was like a parable in a china shop.
1: <laughs> hey, <laughs> nice. But quick, I like <laughs> Josh that. really liked it. I did. I like that.
2: <laughs> I hope Just you saved that. I, like, the china I shop. like any
1: really simple <laughs> pun.
0: Yeah. pun.
2: So here's what's okay. happening. There, thank you. Pharisees, disciples, Jesus teaching. And have you ever heard a parable where... If you were there, you well, might be
3: like, "What the f, Jesus?" If you hold on, hold on. I like that. You, if people don't know what parable parables are, they don't know who the Pharisees are. Who are the Pharisees? You said Jesus is there with the Pharisees disciples. Yeah. Who are the Pharisees, Brett?
2: Pharisees were Jewish teachers of the
3: law. So they would have been people who maybe also presented stories, like lessons and parables. You think know, they maybe? probably did use parables and lessons. And I I
1: were. would like to a modern analogy. I think would be like um, bishops and clergy in the Catholic Church, or like um, like the imams and the sort of the upper echelon of any of our organized religions. Supposed to be experts in the law, yeah. which 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 is what's key to the Jewish faith is the
2: law. Mm. So they know Moses. They know the law, and they're supposed to be experts
3: and supposed to be guides for the Jewish people. Mm. Right. Yeah. And then the disciples are the guys following Jesus. Yeah. Jesus bros. Jesus bros,
2: exactly. Mm. Yeah. And within those bros, you got your fisherman. Mm-hmm. You got your tax collector, Matthew. Mm-hmm. It's a unique group of people. You got your Peter, who's
1: a zealot. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You just said you got your Peter. <laughs> <laughs> So I actually heard a funny stand-up comic recently who's like, the true miracle of Jesus' life is that in his mid-30s, oh, it was, um, what's his name? Um, uh, Zach Galifianakis. No, no, um, the guy from Saturday Night Live who's now, like, who's a writer and now he's really smart. Pete? Um, Dennis Miller. Nope. He, recent. The guy, Will guy, Ferrell. He just hosted. He, oh, oh, um, uh, John Mulaney. Yeah, John Mulaney. John Mulaney's like, oh, yeah, he goes, I don't know out. why we don't talk about this enough. Like the real miracle of Jesus' life is that, as a, a man in his mid thirties, he had twelve best friends. That he hung out with and he didn't fish with them like once a week, they fished all the time. And he's like, most adult men have no friends at all. They just have the husbands of their wives' friends and that they're forced <laughs> to hang out with. And there's like a whole rant about it. It was hilarious. That's and I was pretty like, good. Oh, that's true. And it's like, yeah, Jesus had all these buddies and he just hang out all the time he and did. do fun stuff. He had best buds. Yeah. Just like Bible on the rocks. Yeah. I love you guys. Unfortunately, though, Me for too. Yeah, love you too, except. For three of us, our wives are also <laughs> close, so it it's sort of <laughs> that well, <three> yeah. years. <laughs> <Three> <laughs> more <years>. convenience.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I would uh, I would
0: hang out with you anyway. Yes,
1: yeah. This is like the Ed Rock, uh, Chris Rock does a similar thing where he's like, when his wife's like, go on a play date. He likes baseball too, you know. Like you're like, oh uh, what? But, yeah, yeah. We don't hang out with all those other husbands from the
3: moms no. group uh, though, Josh. Do we?
1: That's, no, we don't.
3: I know I'm an outsider when it comes to y'all's friend group. It's pretty clear. Because you there. act like
1: our church is weird. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh.
2: I mean, it's you a came, completely normal Presbyterian joking, I'm church. Joking, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I mean, you came once, so. No, I mean,
3: I've been twice. Okay, you went to the church twice. Yeah. The first person I met there was you, and I was really impressed. <laughs> Uh, look at that here, Brett. Brett. I Brett's I impressive Brett is very impressive Brett was like, "Hey man, how's it going? I'm Brett Anke. He's a
1: friendly good guy. Yeah. As I learned on um <laughs> I've known Brett for like yeah, yeah. I I've known Brett for probably almost 20 years, learned. but I learned he was a good guy on flushing it out. Yeah. We talked about it earlier. We talked about
3: Cuz then Ann and I and Sapphire were so like, "Yeah, listen to your episode. You actually yeah. sound like a decent person." <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm like, I always liked you, but now I feel like I can admit that in public because you seem like a good person. Yeah, I could share this with other people and say that guy's my friend and uh, not be embarrassed about it.
3: So here's what happens. <laughs> yeah, we have, a, the story. have we even started the story? I yeah, we started no. it. Um, yes, we have to. Jesus is telling a parable yeah. to his disciples and the Pharisees. And, the Pharisees. Yeah. Yeah. and you're gonna have to
2: you're gonna have to do a lot of editing on this one. So it's a parable. Yeah. A word. Picture. Love a good parable. Shrewd manager, dishonest manager. Pen, crooked penitent manager, crooked
3: steward penitent steward,
2: penitent steward. So here's what happens. So Jesus mm-hmm. is telling the story. This is in uh, Luke, and it's basically in the context of uh, Luke is just listing a bunch of parables, parable, 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 and then this parable's in there. But when you listen to this parable, if you've ever heard a story someone told and you were like, "What the f?" That would be this parable. Yes. Yeah, because I like, just don't get it. I'm sorry. Right. What? Yes. Yeah. And then there's Are sometimes. smoke and smoking crack? There's sometimes where Jesus tells a parable and it's clear people don't get it. So he explains it. Right. this one. I appreciate when he does
1: that. Yeah. Because I would have been like, what did you mean by that? And he's like, clear, and he's like, I feel like Jesus does a big <clears> eye roll. Yeah, eye yeah. And then it's like, so Fine. this is what this part means. This is what this part means. Yeah. Don't worry. A thousand, two thousand years from now, your theologian will figure it out. Just relax. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I I don't think this has really been figured out. To be
2: honest with you, so I looked yeah. at several interpretations, and there's a lot of differences. But here's what happens, and then we can talk about those differences. So it happens.
3: Are you okay, man? All you know, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm just getting. I'm slowly adjusting. He did a lot of squats. In yeah. case you
2: hadn't heard, he did a lot of squats <laughs> this week. Squat heavy. Wait, do you? My ass is very Do loud. you do
0: CrossFit? Oh wait, you already told us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, so let me get through the shrewd manager parable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. go ahead. Walk us through. We won't interrupt you. Let's get. You said you want some extra content. No. no, no, (laughs) no, (laughs) Yeah. Let's let let me tell you this story. All right, so there's a uh, a wealthy individual, and he calls in one of his managers, and he says, "I've heard reports that you're being dishonest with my resources." Wait, who's Mm
0: -hmm. the guy? Who's resources? This, it's like a uh, rich guy, and he's yeah, the manager for the wealthy. Rich stuff, right? So,
2: yeah. so I would say like a, a business owner. Okay, and then he's got somebody he's hired out to make deals, okay. and that individual represents the business owner. So when that individual signs papers, it's kind of a representative of that person, right? Which makes it binding. I don't know. If it's, it's like the, being, being a vice signed president back then,
1: bro. It's like being a vice president in a larger company.
2: It was when they they signed tablets, <sighs> sometimes papyrus. Junior had, papyrus.
1: Junior vice. But they make their mark. Right? Yeah. Could be like with a seal or something like that. Could right? be.
2: Could be. Yeah.
1: Yes. Could be that. All right. So
2: I've heard reports that you're dishonest in dealings with my, with my resources. And the shrewd manager says, well, this sucks. I'm going to lose my job. What do I do? So he goes out and he goes to the clients, customers. And this is what makes him shrewd. This is what makes him shrewd. Because I had to look up the definition of the word shrewd. Ah, what was the definition? I don't remember. I gotta look it up now. <laughs> so I think it's I think it has to do with being uh it's it's a sense of wisdom, like uh assessing a situation and and knowing the right thing to do in a particular situation is shrewdness, I think. All right, hold on a second. All right. These sorts of pauses are great for radio. <laughs> You could insert some cricket Talk amongst yourself now. Yeah,
0: talk amongst yourself. What's that from the... Uh, the Holy from... Roman Empire yeah. was neither right. holy
2: nor Roman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so shrewd a from uh, uh, Oxford Dictionary. Yeah. Adjective. Having or showing sharp powers of judgment. Mm, astute. Yes. Or archaic. Piercingly cold, especially of weather. Mm. Shrewd weather. It's not very good Definition. for Yeah, we're just going to go with the first one. The adjective, having or showing sharp powers of judgment. Astute. She was shrewd enough to guess the motive behind his gesture. Boom.
2: Okay. So, Uh, all right. So he goes out, goes to goes to one of the customers of his master. Oh, they use master too. Um, And he says, "All right, how much do you owe my master?" And the person says, "Um." hundred jars of oil, and he says, "Quick, take the receipt and say that you only own you only owe
0: fifty jars of
3: oil." Why is he doing this? Well, so that's what that'll we'll get be to. the discussion. Yeah. Let me tell
0: the story, and we'll figure it out. No, yeah. no, no. But but the master is basically told him you're, you're going to lose your job. You're, you're yeah. your job.
1: you're losing your job. Losing your job. And these are like he this is like account. the last thing he he does before he gets assumes to get yeah. fired. Right. So he so thinks he, he
2: thinks what am I going to do? So right. I better go make yeah. friends with these people. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cancel their debts and then they'll be friendly to me when I get fired because right. because he says uh, I'm too weak Spoiler to dig alert. I'm too yeah. weak to dig so I can't do any other jobs this is basically the only and job I'm, I can do he's just, got really soft hands, just like, hands like Brett yeah and he does have
1: soft I have <laughs> soft hands <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been told. he probably
3: dresses like he does manual labor like with work boots that are kind of scuffed up from something
1: wool socks <clears> wool probably socks. Yeah. <laughs> even though it was 65 degrees and, outside and he's also like Tina Turner I hope and that he's too proud to beg. Mm.
3: I think he does say that. I yes. am too proud to beg. I think Brett might have on wool underwear too. He's looking kind of—he is
1: he's definitely not thick. He's the looking kind of thick down there, dude. Oh, yeah. that's a lot of checking out stuff.
2: He's not. Uh, yeah, so he's uh, he's Tina Turner, but not TLC.
1: Who ain't too proud to beg? Right. Oh. There you go. That was what I was going with. So Tina Turner, we can just throw that. Part oh, was thought it Was the Four Tops? Ain't too proud to beg. Who sings that? Yeah.
0: Four Tops, Four Tops, or the Temptations. Yeah, I thought that was TLC saying "I ain't too proud to beg." No
1: Should, man,
0: they saying "I don't want no scrubs." <laughs>
2: <laughs> they saying "Don't go chasing waterfalls." Right, that's true. I, I think it's Four Tops, but I, it could it's be the temptations. temptations. It yeah. is the Temptations.
0: <clears throat>
2: was yo Google? Was Lionel Richie in the Temptations? I don't think. I so. I don't
0: know. I don't think so. He was probably
2: in the Jackson Five. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think Lionel Richie might have been the temptation. Oh, anyway, right. anyway, yeah. So, uh, so first person, right? 100 jars of oil. Take your receipt and make it 50 jars of oil. Oh, That's generous. So, it basically forgives half the debt and signs it. Boom.
3: That's a lot of shekels.
2: Other next guy, uh, how much do you owe my master? 1000 bushels of wheat or sacks of wheat or whatever. Cores.
0: What's a core? Like a core's beer? <laughs> are you refer? Or you- a core is a measure of volume of of grain? Oh,
3: and
1: wow, oh. in Ju- Judaism, dude, I don't know. Yeah. I, mean. or I, or I, might I might be le- making this yeah. up. I feel is like it, there's. Is it just a regular shekel, or is it according to the sanctuary shekel? Yeah, that's sure. That's that's, that's that's a, a difference. A, that's that's important. To we note. know about that because we listen to the Bible.
2: We, and, yeah, we do. But anyway, it right. might have been a cubit. Ooh, yeah. so it was a, it was a cubit. So let's say it's a cubit of, I owe a cubit of wheat. Yeah. And he so says, it's like, quick.
0: like, you're late. half a cubit. Yeah.
2: So, uh, all right. So he owes a cubit of uh, wheat and he says, quick, take that and make it uh, 80% of a cubit. Yeah. So make it 80% of a cubit and then. Or he, he could have said, you owe 100 cubits of wheat. Let's make it 80 cubits. Just make no, it 80. Yeah. 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 That's actually better. That's easier to understand. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I
2: 80 cubits. We'll make it 80. I don't think it's cubits, though. No, yeah. it's
1: definitely like jars or bushels, bushels
2: or sacks or, or something like that. And then Jesus said, oh, and then so the shrewd manager gets praised by his master for being so shrewd and smart. And then Jesus says, this is the way it is with people of the world. They're smarter than the people of the light. Uh, because the people of the world go out and they use their money to make friends and the people of the light need to be this way so that when they die they will be welcomed into the heavenly kingdom and then Jesus then the, the Pharisees uh, who, and then Jesus says to much has been given much will be expected and to those that can't be trusted with many things they will not be trusted with Small things. Um, It's kind of like the Uncle Ben thing from Spider-Man.
1: Yeah. With great power comes great responsibility. Boom. Nailed it. Yeah. Right.
2: And then the Pharisees sneer at him because they love money, and it's clear that Jesus is poking fun at them or criticizing them for their love of money. Okay. And then that's where the parable ends. And I'm like, what? is going on jesus so yeah so there's this uh this parable and it seems like jesus is saying this individual who he refers to in the story as a dishonest manager at one point it seems like he's praising that person so this parable weirds me out because i don't know what's going
0: on well so the, the the manager is dishonest he is he's dishonest clearly and he gets praised by his master
3: why is he dishonest
1: Bec- well, that's a good question. Because he goes in like, sort of forgives a bunch of debts that aren't his debts. Well, no, that's the good. Debt. That's the
0: good part of the story.
2: I mean, kind that's kind of where he gets part, praised. But,
1: he gets, it's but he gets
2: praised for being shrewd, and I don't. And I'm not clear
1: why. Like but maybe he's praising him just like, hey, I admire <laughs> what you're doing to set yourself up, even though it's at my expense. So it's not like a, your good job of managing my money because it's clearly not being a good job managing my money. But it is a good job in the sense of I'm about to fire you, and now at least you've created some friendship for yourself.
0: Yeah, one of the one of the commentaries I read, it was like, so the manager, the, the wealthy guy, is like of this world,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: he is praising the manager for doing something like of this world, like like kind of being selfish. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, he was being self. He was very self serving and and just, hey, right, you're going to take care of me when I lose my job, right? Because we made this deal. Yeah. And so he gets praised for doing that. Yeah. But why would,
2: why would the rich guy praise him for that? Because he's missing out on 50% of the oil and right. 20% of the wheat.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. So,
2: And then uh, I feel like
1: these are also usually like when Jesus is talking like this in some cryptic way in front of the Pharisees, it's usually a jab at the Pharisees. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like in this story, like who are the Pharisees? Are the Pharisees the manager who God says, you know what? You're doing a bad job with my law by like making it overly legalistic and focusing on the wrong things. And when they realize that, they're like, crap, I better go out and at least like connect with the people. And he's like, that's a good idea. You should probably do that because otherwise you're screwing up and no one likes you. Yeah. So So that's
2: one of the difficult parts of the parable, because normally we read these and we think, all right, so here's this story. Who's God or who's Jesus in this story? Right. Who am I? Right. Who are we? And it's hard to put God in the master spot, because you wouldn't think God would respect somebody for being dishonest. Right. Um, I I have an
0: opinion that, that would back that up. All right. But we'll get to that later. What I want to ask is, why was he getting fired? Was he skimming was he uh, cooking
3: wasted, the books? Re- wasted resources. Yeah, it so it? just, it's a wasted resources.
0: I don't even
2: know if we it. know. So basically the master says, I've heard Okay You're You've been dis- accused. You've been accused essentially of being dishonest. Of wasting his possessions. So we yeah. don't know if he even did what he was accused of. So it could be oh, he says, I'm bad. being accused, I'm gonna go do it anyway because I'm going to gain in this way mm. or did he actually was he actually dishonest before, we're not even certain.
3: He was accused him of wasting his <clears throat> goods. Yeah. As he said, called him and said, was- I've, heard, I've heard, right?
1: I'll, I'll read... I've heard this given about Give an account you. of your management because you cannot be my manager any longer.
0: I'll, I'll read you what the message says. All right, mm. message. Uh What's the message? There was once a rich man who had a manager. He got reports that the manager had been taking advantage of his position by running up huge personal expenses.
3: That's whack, because I got the Greek right here, and that ain't in it. <laughs> you got
0: the Greek? Let me see.
3: Let me look at that. Can I see it? Yeah, it's a Greek interlinear Greek interlinear cool. Bible. Did it just turn off? You just turned it off. Yeah, I just turned it just,
2: off. <laughs> SpongeBob. I don't know what's happening. That
3: That's <laughs> SpongeBob standing in some fish's eyes. I don't know. I saying. don't get it. Oh, Let me see the Greek.
1: <laughs> don't hit the button. It's all Greek to me.
3: damn it Uh, it,
2: josh that was gonna be a joke uh, i'm
1: starting to see a theme where uh your jokes take a long time to get
3: (laughs) we we just cut to the chase it was like carcass honey man i was waiting forever for you to say carcass honey in the second recording and then i had to say it because i didn't think you were gonna say it because you were taking so long and then you got mad at me you were like do it yeah I was getting ready to say, "Carcassonne." Yeah. I was like, "I'm trying to give you time." It's, yeah. all about,
0: it's all about timing. All right. So, so what the what the message says here? He got reports that the manager had been taking advantage of his position by running up huge personal expenses. You say that's not right. No, no,
2: no.
3: no. But
0: what's what's the message?
3: The message is Eugene, Eugene, Eugene Peterson. Peterson uh-huh. Did a heavy. Who's a brilliant guy? But he did. A but he got heavy, this one wrong. No, no, no. He is just. He's as <laughs> smart as Josh. Uh it's hard. Nobody's smart as John is. <laughs> he's apparently whack. Who is? Who said he's, he's whack? No, no, no. no. Eric I said he was whack. Not, the, Eric the, the, Eugene Peterson did you not. You said
0: you said Eugene Peterson was whack. Period.
3: I, that that translation of the Greek is whack. Okay. Why? Because it's not what's in here. But that's what he was trying to do when he did the tra- when he did the message. He was trying to give his people that he was shepherding. He wasn't doing it for a broader, a broader audience. He was trying to give his people that he was shepherding a way to interact with a text that they could relate to. Yeah, and he is openly it? says it's not meant so, to be like a literal translation. It's supposed well, no. to be is it, a, is like Eugene
1: Peterson, Sloan Peterson's dad from Ferris Wheeler's Day Off*. Yeah. Do you have a? He says, "Do you have a kiss for daddy?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like. He's like Eugene Peterson here. My <laughs> r- r- mother's died, unfortunately. We're gonna need to take Sloan out of <laughs> school today. Is yeah. Eugene? I think That'd it'd Eugene. be funny if it was. Utah. What if it was I Eugene? I think it's Eugene.
2: I'm very sorry, Mr. Peterson. <laughs> well, I should say you are <laughs> right. Rooney. Rooney, you're an asshole. <laughs> I want my daughter out front <laughs> of school alone.
1: <laughs> I mean, with you. Uh-
3: <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you hit me? I didn't hit you. The- the like, word in the Greek is diasporriso, dias, diasporpiso, dias Okay, is to scatter, disperse, waste, to throw the throw, just to throw it away. That's what he's accused of doing. Throwing away his master's money, resources, yeah. resource, being wasteful. But, well, but I, I, Peterson how probably maybe doesn't matter. Yeah, well, and that's a thing. He's being wasteful. Peterson in the message is assuming he's being wasteful by taking by using it on himself. Yes, right. That's the assumption. Yeah.
0: Well, because other, I mean, what,
3: what else would you be wasteful for?
0: Well, also, if you if you're going and and cutting debts in half, that would be considered wasteful. But he's praised for it for being shrewd. So he's he's basically it's well, it's, we, it's like
2: I don't we like interpret you, the story as him being shrewd. Yeah. Because so I don't like what you did but i
0: respect you. Yeah, but kudos. Yeah. Cuz you're going to get taken care of when you lose your job cuz yeah. you're losing your job. Yeah. No matter he still loses his job, he gets praised for being shrewd and still still gets fired. Well, one one
2: interpretation is so here's the crazy thing, and i was trying to get at this point before. So you've got Peter who's a zealot who won't like the story cuz this per- cuz he do- he doesn't like uh kind of the rich people because he doesn't like the Romans. And then you got Matthew who's there who was a tax collector. I read this one too. Yeah. And so Matthew was probably skimming
0: off the top, which is why they hated tax collectors. <coughs> well, he was before. Yeah, exactly. So we prob- assuming. We assume because he was a tax collector, yeah. he was taking some some money for himself. Either way, he worked for the Roman government
2: because he was collecting taxes. Yeah. So that's uh, – so they With, don't like then that. Then they were the enemy. Exactly. The so time. in this story – so if, if you're going to take Eugene Peterson of uh, personal expenses, it's possible that the 50 percent of the one person was what he was skimming off the top. But the 20 percent of the other person might be what he's skimming off the top. So right. he, he decides, right. I'm not going to take my additional profit that I'm skimming from my master off this. I'm just going to make it basically what my master gets. Yeah, He so went the,
0: back to these guys and was like, hey – Remember that that debt you owe? Yeah. Just make it 50, because that's really what you owe him. Yeah. I don't need my stuff. I just need you to take care of me later, because that's worth more. Yeah. Yeah. Which gets into my interpretation of the master being God. Okay. And then what happens? (laughs) All right. So, if I interpret it the way I interpret it, and I do interpret it the way I interpret it, the master is God... And the uh, manager is every single one of us. We are provided money, resources, houses, all of this stuff, technically, is God's. This, I mean, where we're we recording, this studio, this is all God's stuff. I worked using the talents that God gave me to make money to buy the stuff, right? Okay. None of it belongs to me. I mean, God could take it whenever he wanted to. Right. So in my interpretation, the shrewd manager realizes his time is coming to an end. I know that I'm, I'm riveting you. I um, did yawn. So I the shrewd I'm I'm interested. The shrewd manager I was realizes, because realizes of the <laughs> from earlier. <laughs> so the shrewd manager realizes his time is coming to an end and starts to basically give the things he was entrusted with away. Like, here's how, you forget that, forget that debt, forget that debt, everything's good. Okay. So that he can earn riches in heaven, basically. Mm. Well, he's earning favor from those people he gave things away to. He is, but he's he's basically distributing God's wealth out to others. Mm. And then the master, God, praises him. Like, hey, you know what? You weren't selfish right there at the end. So good for you. Good for you. So here's another interpretation
2: Hmm. where the master is not God and we don't insert ourselves in this at all. Mm -hmm. Basically, Jesus is saying the people of this earth who are concerned about earthly matters and taking care of themselves on this earth, this is how they behave. And Jesus is saying we should be just as shrewd in concerning ourselves with heavenly things And treating God's resources that he's given us to earn the rewards that we would get for obeying God. So he's basically saying, so this person, he cares about earthly things and earthly possessions and things like that. And he was very shrewd in ensuring he took care of himself. You should use your money and your resources on earth to make sure you're doing the will of your master who is God. And... You shouldn't act, act like this person, but you should be just as judicious in ensuring that you use the resources properly for what you desire, which would ultimately be heaven. I feel like we're saying the same thing.
3: All right, can I give you a completely different one then? Yeah, but pull the mic closer. All right, let me sit up. I had moved it away right. while I was formulating, postulating. But, so.
0: I, but I do I do want to also... Yeah, yeah, no, go ahead. But real quick, the end when he says, if you, if you can't be trusted with a little... You're not going to be entrusted with a lot. That type of stuff that he says at the very end. Yeah. So basically, if God is the master, and you can't be trusted w- with what you've been given on this earth, you can't be trusted with any riches in heaven. With the heaven, yeah. The, which are the, right, which yeah. are eternal, <laughs> which, which should be worth way more, more?
2: than
1: anything yeah. we have here. That's where I think in 14, that's where it's Sorry, like the Eric. story is a jab that's at okay. the Pharisees. Because he says, the Pharisees who loved money heard all this and were sneering at Jesus. This... And he said to them, you are the ones who justly who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your hearts. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. So this point is like, you care about money. You want worldly attention, so you do all these things. And you're wrong. I'm telling you this story to say that you should know you're getting fired. And even though you're trying to get everybody's attention, you're just squandering God's gift to you of the law.
3: If you, 14, right, is their love of money. 15 yeah. is the prodigal son. And the older brothers, the Pharisees, that's bitter. Like I've been here, I've done what I'm supposed to, and you're throwing a party for him.
0: Yeah, right. And he yeah. stayed
3: outside the party. Yeah. This one, get this. In the Greek, the the rich man, yeah, falsely accuses the manager. Falsely. Yes, the word in the Greek where he he accuses him of wasting is falsely accuses him. Okay. I think the rich man is the Pharisees. And I think the manager is Jesus, Damn. and I think that I think the rich man has levied right unjust. I don't get it yet, but it I think going. the rich man has levied unjust debt against people, and Jesus is making it is forgiving it,
1: forgiving the debt. Right? Well, because in that case, right? So then the, the Mind Pharisees come and blown. say, "Who do you think you are?" Who do you think you are to be forgiving this stuff and doing these things? This is my stuff I give to you, and he's like, "What you think is important is not important," and I'm here to tell you that we're giving it out for free for everybody. And right. then when he goes right. on to yeah. the,
3: and then when he goes on to the end, and he's talking about you can't serve two masters, you yeah. can't, you know, you can't,
1: because that was the whole thing. The Pharisees love money, and he's like, "You can't love money and love God." And right. I think
3: And I think the rich man I, now praising the, I think praising. It's funny every time we hear "master," we just assume it's God. Yeah, <laughs> well, you got to remember too. It's, and, uh, the, it starts the with the rich man. It is, right, yeah, exactly. but it starts, but he doesn't start by calling him the master. He starts by calling him the rich man, which right. is different.
1: Which is like kind of like the rich man who who to <laughs> sell all of the stuff to get to heaven and some more. That's not God. That's a. Or but then the rich Jesus. man and
3: Lazarus, right, but then right.
2: Jesus. If 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 the manager is Jesus, then Jesus refers to himself as dishonest, but dishonest by the ways of the, the, Pharisees, the, world. the Pharisees that
3: the Pharisees are accusing. Right. So again, it's an accusation like that
1: the, Okay. I was going to say the the um, parable where he like pays the people the same if they work in the morning or they work at the end of the day. He's like, it's yeah. my money. I'll give it to whoever I You're want.
2: You're unfair. Yeah, yeah. But he's the master in that instance. But then why would the
3: Pharisees come back and praise him? I think in the story, I think in the story, it may – this is all – I'm postulating, right? Sure, yeah. And, and yeah, you don't know. Yeah. We know that. the pharisees it's in it's in the the, rich uh, man disclaimer
2: at the beginning of the show yeah, yeah the
3: rich man being the pharisees see jesus getting the acclaim and they say oh boy you're shrewd yeah we get we get what you're doing like we i see what you're doing
1: Oh, so they're like kind of saying, like, good job in like winning over the crowd. But but it's almost wrong. undercut.
3: Yeah, but it's yeah. still undercut. But they,
1: they fire him anyway. And when I say
0: fire, right. I use air quotes because right. they crucify Tur- him. They turn him over to the, uh, the right. Romans gets get crucified, right. right? Yeah. So I read somewhere where it could be sarcastic, like Jesus was being sarcastic. And it comes from the mm-hmm. King James Version. The King James. Um, I like the idea of Jesus being sarcastic. Yeah. And he, in, in verse 9, form in verse 9 in, in King page. James, he says, And I say unto you, make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteous, that when ye fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. So what it seems to me that's saying is Jesus is going, okay, you shrewd managers, talking to the Pharisees, and I'm I'm switching back to the shrewd managers, the Pharisees. Go and make friends with earthly people, and they're going to take care of you. You know, go go make friends using earthly possessions and all your wealth. They'll take care of you. And they have everlasting habitations, I said with air quotes again. Mm. Because they don't. Because he's being sarcastic. Ah. <whistles> I don't Interesting. know.
1: Interesting. It's always I'll like put some crickets in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, put some crickets. <laughs> there was a long pause there. Yeah. Um, the thing that always gets me, my mother used to always quote this um, at me, which is, "If you'll be faithful in the small things, then you'll be faithful in the big things." And it was always like her way to like, give it, like a like a big lecture about like chores around the house or my homework or whatever. So I was kind of be like, "Oh, this is stupid. it Doesn't mean anything." and it was like no if you do a good job in the little things then I, then you'll be trusted in big things and yeah. that's like in this it, it, that's what um, Jesus says with the, in verse 10 whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with very much whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with very much and his idea of like you can't just say this isn't important so I'm not going to do a good job on it or I'm not going to care or whatever like those like your attitude is what matters and you either have a good attitude or a bad attitude towards what the work you're doing and that hit me late but that's what drove like a lot of my work ethic on everything which was like you had to you know god's watching and everything you do you should either do and and then also my mother so it's like whatever you do has to either you got to do it well because otherwise you can't be trusted in doing big things you know well also which is interesting like that whole speech that Jesus gives right after which is like the little things and the big things and kind of the the if you you can't serve god and money like it seems almost like a non sequitur to the previous story. Yeah. You know, but I mean, but that's like the important part of the story to me cuz like that's the clear like I'm now story's over, I'm telling you a lesson. Here's my like the two things you're supposed to take away from this, but I struggled to kind of find those two things in the story.
3: But the manager if he's being falsely accused, he yeah, is if you being go to false, faithful. Yeah. He is being faithful. With with little things, with the well, with the right. resources, well, yeah. Addressing. I mean, if yeah. he's falsely accused, right, and right. he has been faithful, and then <clears throat> if but instead of going out and and it does also just also, it does jump in after Jesus explains it all. The it says that the Pharisees heard all of these things, they sneered, they sneered, and they were jealous, <laughs> they were Stare. covetous, they derided him. Mm.
1: This is the sneering right here. Ooh. That's, that's wow. pretty good. That's yeah. a good oh sneer.
2: Thank you. All right, Jeremy, give me a sneer.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Eric, give me a sneer.
0: Ooh. Oh, Ooh. yeah, Eric's, yeah. Eric's a got a sneer. sneer. Hey, Brett, you got a sneer?
1: Brett. Brett, show me your war face. <laughs>
3: <laughs> sometimes I bar the teeth with the sneer, so sometimes it's not just the... It's not just the lip up, but it's a whole like. Yeah.
2: Oh, I do have that face when I'm mad. Rampage I'm
3: like, Jackson is my favorite sneer.
2: Rampage it's like you smell Jackson. something bad.
0: What's that from?
3: Uh, UFC. Pride. Uh, I don't know. Mixed that. martial We'll put
0: it on Facebook. Uh,
3: I'm not a big fan Rampage of the mixed Jackson. martial arts. Damn it, me. I'm not surprised by the way you're dressed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here with my legs crossed. It doesn't match with my... i sit like this. Let me man-spread. See, make- Does that look tougher? <laughs> Let me man-spread with my teen little bird legs. Look how skinny my little
1: legs are. You should do some squats. Yeah, do some squats. My, brother, my brother just messaged me that he's like, I listen to some of your podcasts. You laugh a lot on that. <laughs> Is that bad? I don't know. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm like, Everybody hopefully likes hopefully laughter, you're laughing it's contagious. Which right. brother? Chris? No, John. John.
3: I do think... Oh. All of the series of parables here are aimed at the Pharisees, and I think they are mocking.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right, this the way way to like sneak, like almost be like, I can't. If I outright insult you, there's going to be like a brouhaha, and you're going to arrest me right now. Even though sometimes he does outright. He calls him like brood of vipers. Yeah, Yeah, but he's like, let me mostly tell stories that everyone I know what you're
3: talking about and we're making fun of you and we laugh about it. Yeah. But I think
1: the fact that it
3: says that they were jealous of him Mm -hmm. I think is could go back to the manager saying I or the the rich guy saying, I I respect what you did there.
0: So you you but maybe respect is, maybe look at the Greek. So the rich guy is is the Pharisees. The Pharisees.
3: I think the rich man is the Pharisees. I, but again we're... You know. well, but, uh, the,
0: I want to walk through the, the rest of the of that story. Of divinity, so. I want to well, I want to walk through the va- the rest of that story with the rich guys as the Pharisees. or the I'm sorry the Pharisees as the rich man.
2: I actually want to correct something. I bet Jesus didn't say it in the Greek. I bet he said it in the Aramaic.
1: I think you're right, but we don't know. You know who would know that. Jesus? Yes. You know who else would be? uh, The Pharisees that were there? uh, Mel Gibson. Oh, boy.
3: (laughs) The Passion of the Christ was all in Aramaic. It was all in Aramaic, yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember, it does say that he praised the the Lord, and it does say the Lord in this one. It starts off with the rich man. It says he praises the unrighteous steward. Yeah. Because the Lord
0: praises the unrighteous steward. No, I'm sorry. So the Pharisees praise Jesus.
3: Who they've? Who again? Who have been false? They've if falsely accused are saying the master is him, the
2: Pharisees,
3: right? They yeah. that they falsely accused. So again, this is undercutting. You guys are calling me. You know what I mean you guys are calling me unrighteous for my? But you see my wisdom. Yeah. But you know what I'm doing is right. You know what I'm doing is wise. But do you
0: think it's it's like hey, when you, when you die, you're going to realize this? So do you think the. The disciples
2: and the Pharisees immediately got this. No, no. I mean, you don't think so? They sneered. We've at him. been trying to figure this out for how many years? I know, but if you were there and you were imbued we ran, like
0: the human race,
2: if yeah. you were there and you were imbued in Jewish culture, do you think? <clears throat> do you think they got it right away? I think maybe they did. They sneered at him, so they basically.
0: I think I think they just they realized they were like, Oh, this guy's making fun of us. I don't know how, but he's making fun of us somehow. Let's sneer. Okay. Mm. Ooh. Wow, that's a good sneer. (laughs) (laughs) That was a funny (laughs) face. That was good. I can't do it again.
3: I don't like eternal dwellings either. Why don't you like eternal dwellings? I I would love to have an eternal Uh, dwelling.
1: The, the, I don't even like a <laughs> dwelling that lasts four or five years. I pretty much move all the time. That's actually
3: it's because act, it's a. That's true. He does. <laughs> it's actually a reference to tabernacle, the eternal dwellings. It's in the age to come, and the word the word is uh, for tabernacle. So, this, the the essence of what he's saying isn't necessarily we take it and we turn it into heaven. But it was a very Jewish... He was saying something very Jewish about... Well, the about.
2: tabernacle is where God resided. So he's basically saying you'll be where God resides, if that's what they're using. That would be heaven.
3: Nah, heaven's... Yeah. Nah. You think it's the temple? No, nah, I just... I think heaven is a Jewish way of... Heaven's not really a place to the Jewish people. Heaven's not really a place to Jewish people. Yeah, it's but a, to Jesus, it's something. No, it's not. He, he refers just, to heaven. Yeah, but it's but it's a way of referring where God, where God, is, the God's domain is. Abraham's bosom. Is a, was, again, is an idea of. It's all ideas until you're there. Isn't,
1: I know, but. It, heaven isn't too far away. But. <laughs> it's closer uh, to you every day. <laughs> heaven is real. <laughs> But know, the, was a
3: but also at the end, but also, <laughs> not a song, that wasn't a song. Yeah, no. At the end, too, heaven, heaven and earth came. are brought back together. But heaven is a Jewish way of talking about God's domain, where God gets what God wants. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Wait, and it's, God, it's, doesn't God always get what God wants? Well, does God want us to die in sin and hurt each other and kill each other and murder people?
1: Maybe. He who made kittens made snakes in the grass. That's a song. Is that a song? That's another song. I was going to say because that's That's not Uh, that's um, uh, Jethro Tull uh, bungle in the jungle. Let's try to let's try to only
2: have conversation (laughs) for (laughs) songwriters.
1: My point is that maybe some of the sin in our misbehavior is entertainment for God. I think
3: there's Uh, that's
1: that's sick, dude. Yeah, and also
3: there is no precedent for that anywhere. Ever
1: watch a movie uh, that had nothing bad happen in it or no conflict? Kind of kind of boring. Yeah, I don't know what your point is. My point is that um, God, if God wanted to make automatons that just loved him cleanly, he could have. He wanted free will to see the drama. Yeah, but that doesn't mean... So I want my kids to be have independent will,
2: but I don't want them to do bad things. I want them to choose what's right. Sure. We are made in his image. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying. I think at some level... All I want to do is zim, zim, zoom, zoom, zoom <laughs> and a boom, boom. <laughs> just There's shake a level. Of, shake There's
1: off. a level of... You know the the bad stuff is all I want to do for is the decision to turn away from it for him.
3: I think you saying God does it to entertain Himself is you making God and look like is be like you because you're entertained by it in good movies.
2: Fair, but aren't I not Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think we've taken this as far as it'll go.
0: Hold on, I, I don't gotta, think so. Oh
2: no, there's more.
0: No, I have nothing else. Oh, mm. I'm done.
3: What? You're what done? else we
0: got? I don't have anything. I else. I'm
2: spent.
3: Do you have any I, the, oh yeah, what's it's, our takeaway for sure? Don't be dicks like the Pharisees. Yeah. yeah, that's a good takeaway.
0: I I I still go back to um, really being good stewards of what we're
3: given in this world. I don't like that one. I don't think that's what the story's about. I disagree with you.
0: Do you disagree with being good stewards of what we're given in this world or you just disagree that that's
2: what no, the story's no, no. about?
3: I think we're all I don't You think don't we should know. be
0: bad stewards of what
2: we're no, given? No, I think yeah. we're
3: all just shitty stewards you, no matter what. You want to be greedy that's no valid. matter what? We're just bad at it no matter what. Oh, totally. Yeah. We Totes should be. Madness. Well, it's
0: not like the it's not like the the uh, shrewd manager canceled all the debts
3: it's not about us the well manager is not about but us. maybe it
1: is a little bit so the other why, thing that it, i think why we, can't it
3: be both they can't
1: we we often <laughs> fail to focus on because it's contrary to our american society and our capitalist society and all those things but if you look at the early church and the um teachings from even also the um jewish culture is uh lending money for interest is wrong. Oh man, I think and, we're gonna need to cut this. This <laughs> is
0: getting racist.
2: Yeah, Here we go. What? It's
1: getting pretty bad. No, that's that's what the law no, 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 was. No, no, no. Then. So there's no like the oh, idea. No usury, of usury right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and okay, so yeah. this whole idea. I thought you were we saying Jewish we culture is
2: to lend money. <laughs> 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 I'm, saying, <laughs> I'm saying
1: in the Jewish culture you weren't supposed to lend money oh, for. You weren't no, supposed yeah, yeah. to usury. Or, yeah. You weren't supposed to lend money at profit unless it was to foreigners. But um the yeah, um yeah, that's right. But the, and then like in the early church too, they didn't believe in that. And you look at Jesus as like money is bad and you can't love money and love God, and there's like this kind of like almost money's like money's not bad. The
3: love, the love of, love of money. money. Right, yeah. Yes. The love of money. Sorry. Money is a bad, thing. right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But the idea it's like a very counter um materialistic, counter sort of greed and and sort of profit focused view of the world. And so maybe on some level Jesus is just saying like, hey, I like the idea of people just canceling debts and giving money away because I think money's bad if you're focused on it instead of me. And you should not worry about whether your master has all these debts or whatever. It's like, be gracious, be kind, forgive. the And the whole idea of like the Jubilee is you're going to forgive debts and all these things. And... It was interesting because, like, I had never even heard of this or thought of it because in America we're like capitalism and God are go together like apple pie and the American flag. But in like I would have early ice cream, but... yeah, right. The early Christian <laughs> church—that's not the view. And even like I was listen- when I was reading um, Mere Christianity, this idea that C.S. Lewis kind of laid out, like you know, the idea of um, like uh, stocks and the and sort of Adam Smith and the whole. economics of uh, lending and everything like that is good for society but it's counter to what sort of the Bible talks about for money and maybe we need Christians to come up with a better economic system than what we have now because it's clearly not um, supportive however growth overall seems to be working in modern society
3: Bernie Sanders
1: has come up with it yes democratic socialism Yes. how do you ever grow business if you can't borrow money um, I think the point from the Bible is who cares. Jesus' view is like growing business and economic growth is not a goal of mine. Loving people and helping them are. And so, the, back then, lending at interest wasn't needed. You just gave the money away, and everybody just did what they had to do until God showed up any any minute now, which was their view. There wasn't this idea of like, well, how do we have a society that it continues to extend, you know, sus, you know, development around. Technology and economic growth and all those things that we care about a lot now, and we like somehow marry up with Christianity. When Christianity, I don't think it gives uh, uh, about care about that at all. That like, makes sense. That makes sense. But I yeah. think
3: you got to remember too the point of
1: sorry, just really quick. But but um, um, T.S. Lewis's point was clearly like that system is working really well economically, and it's lifting a lot of people, and it's positive. So it's like. But it's not really what is laid out in the Bible, so maybe we need Christians and God-fearing people who are also econo- you know economists and and stuff like that to kind of come up with a way to think of a new society that matches God's intent of like not preying on people. But so know. my my criticism
2: would be that's still a temporal view. Yeah. Right. So Fair. so our our view is supposed to be eternal.
1: Yes. Yeah. Good. Very. I agree. Fair. I think that's a silly thing to say. But I struggle with that. Thing to yeah, or I think it's like silly. a silly.
3: Re- There's n- it is literally
1: impossible for us to have an eternal view. I don't think it's impossible. It it is I think too. it's hard.
3: No, it's impossible.
1: I think we fail it a lot. No, we can't. It's impossible. That's like saying it's We're impossible con- to be selfless and care about other people. It's it's impossible care to care only to about an- this it's world. It's impossible
3: or- to count to infinity. We do this every time. You can't have an eternal view. You can't do it. Your view is finite. That's fine. That's fine. That's but all, but you, all you, but you, but have, you can, have is right now. But, you can but should I be concerned
2: view? about yes. about this world only, or should I be concerned about serving God right. and knowing that that's more
1: important? That's, I, that's I think, my is Why are those two I things think? I think, mutually
3: exclusive? Well, I'm, I'm not, not, saying, they they are. Mutually, I'm not saying they are. I'm not saying they
1: are a little bit in the sense that one is a view of how do I serve myself in this world, and the other is how do I do the things that God wants compared to world. my personal – well, yes, but I mean...
3: They're in, it's only in this world. That's the only one we got. But
1: Jesus'
2: parable says about
3: how will you be welcomed into eternal dwellings. You're, making, right. you're reading a, heaven into it's that. It's
1: long-term versus short-term gains, the same way you would look at it from an economic perspective.
3: I think eternal dwellings is another way of saying, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I think eternal dwellings is meant to be... Is not meant to push us into thinking, You do this so you can get it there. I think it's meant a way of him saying it's not, bring it here well, the so, kingdom of heaven kind of is agree. hand I don't think right? Jesus
1: is saying do this stuff so you get rewarded later it's do this stuff because it's the right stuff and what matters now doesn't matter compared to your eternal life well that's it well it's the it's the it's not even that it's that what
3: happens later it's that the eternal kind of life is now it's a now kind of thing well, You're bringing our time you're yeah. bringing eternity into now that's what he was doing that's what Jesus right. literally was doing it's like the Goonies
1: doing. it's our time now down here <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's, no, so
2: so I, I don't uh, – I agree that they're not mutually exclusive, so we can't just put off serving God now because we're saying we're going to do it eternally. But I think there's the – I think my grasp of eternity is God, and so I should be serving God versus being being overly concerned – with either myself or things that are temporary. Yes. In a sense.
1: I agree. And similarly, like I could be like, oh, hey, I'm on my way home tonight, I see a guy stuck on the side of the road and he's in need of help and I could go, Well, the Christian sort of God's way would say, love your neighbor as yourself, I'm gonna stop and help this person but the earthly me might say, What well, if he has coronavirus, I should just keep driving. Yeah, but that's still you know not I mean? a,
3: that but I don't think that that's <laughs> I think you're just I don't know. I don't like the qualification that that's an eternal way of thinking. Okay, what would you prefer then? What would you prefer?
1: I mean, it's a, human,
3: it's a human the way that God intended us to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a God intended to be way. here.
3: Even at the end, well, even at the end, everything's brought back
1: here. We're yeah. fallen, broken people.
3: We, we we can't. I I agree with you that we
0: can't really fully grasp the eternity.
3: Also, well, I also am saying eternity is a is a misnomer we have taken a jewish idea that wasn't meant to be out there and hopeful out there it was meant to be an idea of, of a space where god gets what god wants and this whole process is god becoming king again is his dom- is taking dominance back over the world like the romans dominated all these other cultures and dominated the jewish culture jesus said god is going to dominate the romans in this world paul said god is going to dominate the Romans and dominate this world. His kingdom has come. It's among you. It's here. I think maybe what I'm reacting so strongly to is this is a desire to take Jesus's parable and uh, and do something with it that I don't think it was intended to do. I don't think it was intended f- to be a moral story or a even a – I don't even think it was meant to be like a uh, – How is it not a moral story if he's saying
2: this sort of behavior is not good? This behavior is good. That seems like a moral story.
3: I think it's more about a narrative progression of a narrative in a in a in a shaping of of an expectation and narrative than it is about morality. I I think you're. I think I don't know. You are. You can
0: be. You can be right. But I think that Jesus, who was God, manifested as a human is not limited to a single meaning in his parables. So, you can be right, but I, I think that if 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 you read into it what I read into it, I don't think that's necessarily wrong. I don't think God puts the story in the Bible, or Jesus tells this parable that then gets recorded, probably told multiple times, and who knows what, what happened with the story over time. But I don't think Jesus tells the story that then I read later and if I read into it this way maybe it's not what he in- specifically intended he probably intended to just shame the Pharisees but if I read into it this way did Jesus not intend that too?
3: I guess I I don't actually, know. I apologize I think he intended you guys something are, I don't mean, I, I reacted yeah, to don't, it Don't apologize. No no. No, 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 no I don't want it to, I don't I don't think it's. I, I think Brett's going to walk out. out.
0: Brett's walking out. Brett's getting ready to leave. No, maybe not really I don't like. I don't, don't like it.
3: I don't like it turned into. You read this parable and it's like you should use your resources to make God happy. Like, I just don't. I don't
1: oh yeah. Uh, well, what nobody you use knows. Your resources resources for. It's not his resources. Nobody, resources for. For. nobody it's, knows it's, how to do that. Somebody else's resources. How should you know how to use my resources to make God happy? You know what I mean. All I know is I'm pretty sure I'm not doing that right now. Exactly. I'm not.
3: I think we might be. <laughs>
1: well, maybe this part.
0: But <laughs> all right. Well, I, I want to read this one thing because uh, your thy will be or thy kingdom come. Right? It jogged my memory of this that I read earlier. The Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Mm. Right? Ooh, sick. Yeah, we forgive debts. This uh, whoever wrote this, I I could look it up later. But that's what the shrewd man. We forgive doing. debts, hoping that we'll also be ah. forgiven. The shrewd manager forgives debtors their debts in hope that he will have a reward with them. Oh, Hmm. I
2: don't know what that means, but yeah. So,
1: like, funny. forgive people for the, just because God forgave us, not because that means they'll be like, oh, Josh is so cool, he forgave us. I mean, that's in the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. And it's also in the story.
3: Well, it's all tied together, right? When does he teach them how to pray? When does he do the Lord's prayer? Uh, is that Matthew uh, it's and Luke, Sermon on the Mount? Matthew. Right? It's a Sermon on the Mount
1: and Matthew for sure. I don't it's know it's not else.
2: on the Sermon on the Mount. It's not. That's like Blessed are the peacemakers. That's, yeah, but later Sermon on, on like, he's, he, the
1: Sermon
3: on the Mount like three chapters long.
1: Yeah, but at the, towards the end, I think he gives a thing like, the, this is how you, how you should pray." pray. He, he's like, "Don't pray, yeah, yeah, don't like uh, chant stuff like the whoever you know when you pray you should do it like this," and then he gives the, and then he gives the. The, the Lord's Prayer does he do framework. Lord's Prayer and... Have you
2: ever seen the movie Life of Brian? <laughs> Monty Python? You, yeah. yeah. No, it's too sacrilegious for me. <laughs> <laughs> we anyway, seen my, it. anyway, my whole point for the Life of Brian <laughs> is the they moose. do the Sermon on the Mount and it's this, it's this commentary on biblical interpretation. Cheese <laughs> mm. makers. Yeah. So the people are like, uh, oh, cheese makers because they're way in the back and they can't hear <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like us trying to interpret this scripture and they're right. saying cheesemakers and then another person's like uh, I think that refers to anyone who manufactures dairy products <laughs> <laughs> So that's us. That, is, right.
3: hey, that's that a, is us. That is a great metaphor, bro. It that sure
1: is. Life of Brian is a great movie. Yeah, you know, did is. you see
3: we brought it all full circle back? Yeah,
1: metaphor, that. right. Nice metaphor. I feel like cheesemakers are like anybody, and then that's a simile. <laughs> and then he says, uh, <laughs> Blessed are the meek. And the lady goes,
2: oh, Good for them. It's about time the meek got something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: My favorite part of life of Brian is when he's talking to the big crowd and he's like, you don't need to listen to me. You are all individuals. And they all go, yes, we're all individuals. And then one guy in the back goes, well, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Are we going to wrap this up? I, my, one of my, favorite
3: I think so. Let's cut that part. That was no, a very no, funny no. no, no, add, no that add that in somewhere. Yeah. I think it's hilarious, yeah, hilarious. It is. I brought up, it I super. brought up
0: cheesemakers on YouTube. By the way, no, it nice. was funny
3: and it's insightful. Funny.
0: Mm. Yes, that's
2: what we aim for: funny and insightful. <laughs> I we had a shitty tagline.
1: That's what it would be. Funny, funny, and
2: that's pretty good actually.
3: Funny and insightful.
1: Cheesemakers.
0: Thanks for listening to Bible on the Rocks. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. A special thanks to our contributors, Brett Hinke, Ed Johnson, Josh Perius, Eric Smith, and Jameson Stubbs. Also contributing and doing sound editing is me, Jeremy Spittle. Finally, be sure to check out Spitfire's other podcast, Flushing It Out, with Samantha Spittle. She's the introvert's extrovert and talks to people so you don't have to. For now, this has been a Spitfire production.
2: That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.